Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta Zero Four, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. Welcome, y'all. I am Delta Zero Four, located in the Redoubt of the South. This is Taprin Postnet Podcast, episode 14-14. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Taprin has an amateur radio HF net. The primary purpose for the net is to promote self-reliance and preparedness in all aspects of modern life. The goal of the net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self-reliance. During the net, we'll have a topic of the evening, so this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Taprin Nets. If y'all have questions about Taprin, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. Phonetically, that's www.alpha-mike-romeo-romeo-oscar-november.com. In the beginning of this year, the Amron Group and Taprin Group merged, so you can find Taprin information, including the net schedule and frequency, at the Amron site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I'll provide y'all a net check-in report, and then we'll finally cover the September 7th Taprin Net topic. And we're back. For September 7th, 2014, Tappern had a total of 21 check-ins from the following states. Virginia, 5. Florida, 4. Kentucky, 3. Pennsylvania, 2. And one each from the following states. Ohio, Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and New York. And we also had one check-in from Quebec, Canada. Thanks, everyone, for checking in. Before we cover our topic, I have two announcements. First is about our default frequency. This past Sunday, since another unrelated net had already started on a frequency very close to the typical frequency Taprin uses, we had to QSY, in other words, move to another frequency quite a ways up the 40 meter band. This was a great example showing that just because Taprin is at a particular frequency most Sundays does not mean we quote unquote own or will always be on that same frequency and that is true for any ham radio operator for that matter. For Taprin, if we have to use a different frequency that is quite a ways up the band, at the net start time the net control station will quickly announce the new frequency twice. If you happen to miss the announcement or can't hear it due to the QRM, you can still try dialing up until you hopefully hear a familiar voice or recognize a call sign. I'll be the first to admit, it's a little challenging to do on a crowded band, but it can be done. The second announcement is the Tapper and Digital Net. It's the first and third Sunday of the month, same week as the Amron Nets. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern on 8.078 plus 1200 using Contestia 4 250. 
The Net Control Station is in Virginia. Check the Amron.com local nets page for information. This week's topic was lessons learned from T-Rex. Our check-ins agreed with a lot of what has already been covered as lessons learned from the nationwide exercise. There were two areas that stood out, digital versus voice and brevity of traffic. While these two lessons learned have been covered before, both here and on Radio Free Readouts broadcast, it can not be said enough. Most check-ins who participated in T-Rex agreed that when it came to obtaining traffic information, digital was much better than voice. A couple of check-ins were a little resistant to digital since they work in front of a computer all day. And trust me, I completely understand what they're talking about. But let me throw this out there for you. For those of y'all that have some sort of comms for an emergency situation, whether it is as simple as a single sideband shortwave radio with a long wire antenna or a feature-rich HF transceiver with a rotating beam antenna, if you want to get the most out of your communications investment, and if you haven't already, consider checking out various digital modes. The mention of digital modes during the net started a small subtopic on the subject. There are a few different avenues you can take when it comes to digital modes, so we'll cover them here. First is CW. If you learn Morse code and purchase a key if you can transmit, you are all set. Next is a general digital software like FL Digi. The good news is the software is free, and once you get everything set up, you have access to pretty much any digital mode out there. If you have received capabilities, all you need is a cable to connect your radio to your computer and an understanding of which modes to choose in the software. Now, if you have transmit capabilities, it gets a little more difficult, but if you have some patience and search for assistance on the internet or get some help from someone who has a similar setup, you can figure out how to get your rig working in digital mode. Now, forewarning, when it comes to those with transmit capabilities, depending on the transceiver you have, you may need to purchase additional equipment, like a signal link that goes between your transceiver and computer. It costs around $100. I'll provide a link for it. Some rigs do have the capability to directly connect to your computer, though, so make sure you check your user's manual and search the Internet for some help. One area that might assist in learning how to properly set everything up is Yahoo and Google Groups. Basically, go to the group section and search for your specific transceiver model. When setting up for general digital modes, there are three high-level areas. First, properly setting up your transceiver settings. Second, properly setting up the levels on the signal link if you are using one. And third, setting up your computer, which includes audio and FL Digi settings for your specific transceiver. FL Digi also has a user's manual, so make sure you look through that as well. Just to let everyone know, there are some other digital programs like Ham Radio Deluxe that are available. Each program has its pros and cons. For starters, Ham Radio Deluxe has a lot more features than FL Digi, but Ham Radio Deluxe does cost around $99. While FL Digi does not offer as many features, It is free, and the programmers also created a couple of add-on programs called FL Message and FL Wrap, 
which is geared more toward emergency communications. For instance, some groups like Aries, Races, Mars, FEMA, and Red Cross have pre-formatted forms to pass information. The FL message programmers built these same forms into the program, where you fill out information in each field of the form, and then FL message saves the traffic message in a format that, once you transmit it and it's received by someone else who also has FL Digi and FL message, it populates the same form for the recipient in their FL message program. Now, that may sound a little confusing, but FL Digi does have a help section if you are interested. Keep in mind there is one drawback to FL Message. You cannot use just any digital mode for the forms that the programmers have built into the add on program. For instance, Contestia does not work with the pre formatted forms in FL Message. Amron is currently using Contestia 4 250 because it's a very reliable mode for nationwide comms. During T Rex, some folks used a custom form. While the forms looked great and were very easy to read and understand, Unfortunately, the message took a long time to transmit, which brings us to our second T-Rex Lessons Learned, Brevity of Traffic. When it comes to emergency communications, it doesn't matter whether it's voice or digital mode. Consider trying to obtain and or send information as quickly and accurately as possible. While receiving doesn't use as much battery power as transmitting, the reality is the longer you have that radio powered up, the further those batteries are going to drain. No matter whether you are using your Channel 3 FRS handheld, your VHF, UHF mobile rig, or your base station HF rig. Do your best to get rid of all the frills and unnecessary words, but still get that message across. Amron plans to improve this for future exercises. Even within your own family or group, you can do the same thing, especially when it comes to local communications using your handhelds. Find a way to get information across to others as quickly as possible. It could be something as simple as using keywords that everyone in your group understands. And don't forget to find ways to copy quicker also. For instance, for those who are on comms watch and they might be able to type faster than they can write, it might be a good idea to have a laptop in front of them so they can type what they are locally hearing. If you don't have the luxury of having a laptop in front of you, maybe learn some shorthand to help you pencil and paper copy quicker. These are just some ideas to get you thinking of ways to improve the speed of sending and receiving information. If you haven't already, consider talking to your family or group to come up with your own ideas that work specifically for y'all. One final note. Another check-in mentioned another digital mode which is used today with some of the Amron folks. It's WinLink 2000, which is the combination of WinMore and RMS Express. Unlike using the digital modes with FL Digi, which anyone with FL Digi and a knowledge of what the specific modes sound like can receive what you are sending. With WinLink 2000, it's private. Even if someone recognizes you are using WinLink 2000, unless they are also part of that registered group or the message is specifically addressed to their call sign, they cannot receive it.
If you have a couple of folks in your group that both have WinLink 2000, y'all can privately communicate with each other. And another great benefit of WinLink 2000 is that you do not have to be in front of your rig to send and receive. For instance, you can have a message typed out and in the outbox ready to go. As long as you leave the rig and computer on, you can go and take care of other tasks, and then whenever your other contact connects, the rig will, for lack of better words, talk to each other and send receive whatever is in each other's outbox. I'll provide a link on the Amron.com website for anyone interested in learning more about that mode. Well, y'all, some great lessons learned came from T-Rex. If you haven't read through the related articles on Amron.com, whenever you get some time, consider looking through them. Some of those lessons learned will be applied to Amron in the coming weeks, and I hope you will also be able to take away some of those same lessons learned to help improve your own group's emergency communication plan. All right, y'all, that is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four, clear.